Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter 2023 football. Sponsored by the new Birdies Inn, located at Five Points in Exeter, MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, and Margarita's Pizzeria in Laureldale. Tonight, the Eagles host the Lebanon Cedars in the homecoming game. Now to the broadcast booth. Here are your announcers. Darren Ziner and Jerry Gellum. Good evening. Welcome to the Exeter Eagles Varsity Football pregame show on the Exeter Sports Network brought to you by Jerry Gellif Media. Tonight, your Exeter Eagles take on the Lebanon Cedars at the top of the hour, and we'll get it all started after these messages. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Italian restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. You used to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago's stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out all season and all year long. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today. You're listening to Exeter Eagles Football on the Exeter Sports Network. We're coming to you live, Don Thomas Stadium, Riften, Pennsylvania, for tonight's conference game between your Exeter Eagles and the Lebanon Cedars. Welcome into the Exeter Sports Network booth. I'm with Jerry Gelf. Hello, everybody. Good evening. We've got our sideline reporter, Ava Strauss. How's everyone doing tonight? And I am Darren Ziner. We are under some cooler skies tonight, guys. We know we've got some... Uh, some bad weather, if you will, along the way. Tomorrow apparently will be a washout. But thankfully, before we get to that point, Jerry, the weather's going to hold out for us. We're going to get a football game in tonight. And, uh, you know, Darren, this is it. This is fall. It's fall. This is what uh, fall was made for, football. Never mind all of the, the, you know, the reasons why it actually happens. Fall was built for football. God made fall for football. Indeed he did. And let's talk about Exeter. They come into tonight's game a dominant 4-0, 16-game regular season win streak. Number four in the state in Penn Live 5A rankings. Number six in the Division Three 5A power ratings. 
the reigning section two champions. If you're the undersized Lebanon Cedars and a youthful Lebanon Cedars, Jerry, the light coming at you is the Exeter Eagles tonight. There's a train on the way, Darren. And, y you know, I, I, it's very impolite. It's very impolite to say things like, well, you know, this should be a walk. And we really shouldn't say it, but what was the score last year? 69-22, I think. Yep. So what we found out before actually we go into some of the recap of last week's victory over Governor Mifflin, we heard as far as Lebanon is concerned, they do not have a youth program. Most of these kids start playing football in eighth grade. And Ava, you know, if you don't have that youth program and Exeter has a robust one, having to learn everything brand new as an eighth grader and then you come into the varsity level and play with the level of talent that is here, that's a challenge. Yeah, of course, especially when you said we have a strong youth pr program for football. We have a strong one for volleyball as well. And I know from personal experience, if I didn't have the youth program and previous seasons, I would not be where I am today personally as a volleyball player myself. And I'm sure that applies to the football players as well. Absolutely. So let's talk about the game one week ago. Exeter showcased their big play abilities. A 31-10 win against the Governor Mifflin Mustangs. Jerry, Governor Mifflin controlled the ball a lot of the first quarter. They put together a 13-play, 62-yard drive, finished that off with a Lance Koenig 25-yard field goal. It was 3-0 at the 533 mark, so they did a real good job as far as controlling. The big play in that drive was a 37-yard catch and run to Travis Jenkins, taking the ball to the Eagles' 11. So give credit to the Eagles' defense. And, Jerry, we're going to talk a lot about the defense, not only tonight but the rest of the season. They hold Exeter force him to a field goal and and let's face it it was a big moment in that game because governor mifflin was trying to take control absolutely and you know we had said in the pregame show that this looked like it was going to be a a a running affair for mifflin and in their first series they come out with that what was it 50 something yard pass mm -hmm. and it changed the complexion of the game i'm sure for the exeter defense Something you want to do when you give up the opening score like that is to come right back and match that score, and the Eagles did exactly that. Four plays, 65 yards, the last 56, as you're talking about. The Riley Martinez pass into the hands of Jaden Zandier sprinting behind the defense. He hits the end zone at the 443 mark at Jake Frannick's PAT. It's 7-3, and worthy to note, Exeter scored in 50 seconds. What's that sound you heard? Opportunity knocking. Exeter took it up. <laughs> and uh, they took the lead and they never relinquished it. So as they did in the first possession, Governor Mifflin comes back and again puts together a lengthy drive. 17 plays this time. Started at their own 42, but Exeter's defense comes up big. If you remember, they had a few shots inside the five. Fourth and goal on the one. Javian Pletz tries to sneak it in. The Exeter defense comes up big and a 98-yard drive. You want to talk about deflating a team. You make them, you force them to turn it over. Exeter gets the ball on the two, 98 yards on the drive. It ends in Jaden Zandier's second TD of the night. This one, a 33-yard run, the Robbie Gaston PAT, 14-3. Exeter builds the wall in defense then march down the field with 
uh, I believe that was one of the, the the possessions where they kept shooting themselves in the foot, wasn't it? They did have a few penalties, which would back them up on occasion. It'll right. take them back five, whatever, but uh, still had the ability to pick up smaller chunks, not necessarily have to worry about getting 15 all-in-one. Right. Pick up seven, pick up eight, which, of course, they did, and that's ultimately how they drove down the field there. And then they just went down and, and took a little more air out of the tires of Mifflin, and then it's 14-3 at that point. So a few three and outs back and forth. Joel Amarino comes up big just before half. He intercepts a pass at the Eagles' 48, returned it all the way to the Mustangs' 32, and it was just enough time. There were 26 seconds on the clock. Ultimately, Robbie Gaston drills that 26-yard field goal, 17-3. And we've talked about it. They did it so many times last year, scoring in the last two minutes of that first half as a backbreaker. And even being able to do that, Joel's INT setting him up, it was big. Yeah, I don't know if it was putting a dagger in the heart of anything, but it was certainly a, a highlight to go into the locker room with and then to come out and then they stormed away again, did they not? They did. First possession of the second half, Exeter 17 plays, 67 yards, Zamar Paschal a one yard TD run, 24-3 at the 520 mark. And then Governor Mifflin comes back. They actually put together an 18 play 99 yard drive. It was yep. a it was a game where we saw a lot more long drives than we have in a while. Anyway, 8.06 mark of the fourth. It's 24-10 Exeter. But Jaden Zandier wasn't done yet. A 35-yard TD run, his third of the game, 31-10, ultimately the final. Zandier wasn't really on our radar in preseason coming into this year. But let's face it, he added to that talented running back core as they have it now. He's special. Absolutely. I think he may have established himself as the workhorse on the ground and it's great because he is also a threat to catch a pass. Riley Martinez finished 10 of 20, 172 yards and a TD. Jaden Zandier finished with 11 carries, 128 yards and two DDs as the Exeter Eagles come onto the field. Junior Pharrell Caceres, six carries, 41 yards and two DDs. So there was a number of uh, individuals as far as participation uh, on the scoring. Exeter would amass 213 rushing yards on 29 carries. That's over seven yards a carry. And when you're doing that, Jerry, that's tough to slow down. Well, sure. And uh, the, the Mifflin defense didn't seem to have an answer, uh, especially in the second half. And... Uh, you just keep taking it to them, even when, e even when you're not necessarily scoring every time. You're wearing down a defense too. We'll talk about Lebanon as the game goes on, but just to give you some background, only the second meeting between these two programs, Exeter won as we mentioned, 69-22 in last season's contest. They scored six TDs in under six minutes of the first quarter. And Ava, I know you've got the breakdown there. I do, Mason Rotelli with a total of 147 yards, three touchdowns, which is two passing, one rushing. Carter Redding had 40 yards total with one rushing. Richie Karstein, 24 yards total, one rushing. Gavin Miller with 57 yards, two TDs, they were both rushing. 
Zaymar Paschal had a total of 70 yards, one touchdown rushing, and Joey Schlaffer with 70 yards, one touchdown, and it was receiving. We are getting ready for the playing of our national anthem, and we will go silent. Lebanon comes into tonight's game amidst 26 straight losses. They've been outscored 160 to 33 over that span. Exeter this year has outscored their opponents by a 155-44 margin alone. So certainly two programs obviously headed in opposite directions. But again, I want to give a nod to Lebanon when you know Probably week after week, there are a few teams that you'll play that you have an opportunity to. But give them a lot of credit where they're coming out week after week after week. They're smashing helmets. They're putting their best effort out there. Credit to them for what they're able to do on a weekly basis. And, Darren, I'll tell you what else about the Lebanon School District. They are a genuine pleasure to deal with. Last week we had our Muhlenberg team heading, heading our, our broadcast team heading there and I'd completely forgotten to make the arrangements. And on Friday afternoon, I called the AD. It was like, yeah, Jerry, don't worry about it. We'll get you in. Don't worry about it. They're a pleasure to deal with. We've been there three times. You and I did a basketball game there during mm -hmm. COVID. That's right. And we did the football game last year. They're an absolute just gem and they, a pleasure to deal with. They have been a pleasure to deal with. Uh, certainly appreciate them. Giving a little background, they're led by head coach Frank Eisenberg. As we mentioned, they're 0-4 in the 2023 campaign. They're going to be led by junior quarterback Kareem Stoner, 5'11", 165. He'll lead the offense. They primarily will run the ball, but he'll go back there and fling it. He's going to know that Exeter has a stout defensive line, so expect them, Jerry. We might see the ball in the air from Lebanon a little bit more. There's no freer man than he who has nothing to lose. So why would you not give it a shot? I mean, maybe you come out here with a little trickeration. I like that word. Yeah. And <laughs> you, uh, you, know, you cause a little bit of damage. Perhaps we shall see. 
<laughs> so Stoner, 45 of 80. Ava's laughing. Sorry, Ava's not used to our jocularity. Yeah, apparently not. He's completing 56% of his passes, 384 yards, three TDs, six INTs. Kai Rivera, a 5'10", 225-pound junior, will likely lead the team in rushes. On the year, he's got 29 attempts, 68 yards. It's a 2.3 average. So he, wide receiver, uh, I should say quarterback Kareem Stoner, between the two of them, they they might offer in a few of their other players, but primarily he will be the one to take the rushing load. So we are getting ready here. Lebanon will kick off right to left on your radio dial. They're in red pants, white jerseys, white numbers, red helmets. Exeter in their home black. Pants and jerseys. We'll go with uh, a little darker Carolina blue on the numbering. White helmets. Darren, I love it when you do that on your radio <laughs> dial thing. It's awesome. The uh, it's, sky looks like cotton candy. They'll have bit. to think about it. All right. <laughs> so the ball's on the tee. Kicking off Raquel Estevez. A nice kick. It's going to go all the way into the end zone. Jaden Zandier will bring it out. He's got the 15, and that's where he is plowed under. Good coverage by the Cedars, and that's where Exeter will take it over first and 10. Very good coverage by Lebanon. They hustled down the field, and uh, they made that tackle. Good for them. Interesting. The ball skidded into the end zone. So first and 10. Exeter will start on their own 15. They come off the sideline. Riley Martinez will lead the group. He'll be in the gun. Jaden Zandier to his left shot, uh, excuse me, sidecar. Carter Redding in motion right to left. It'll be a jet sweep. He's going around left end. He's got the 20, the 25. Ball comes loose, but it goes out of bounds. A nice hit on the corner. Taking a look, I believe the hit was from Malachi Bridell. I, I believe that uh, the helmet was involved there, knocked that ball out, and fortunately went out of bounds, fortunately for the Eagles. So they put the ball on the 27-yard line. It'll be a 12-yard run. And first and 10 for Exeter. Martinez in the gun. He's got Martinez behind him. He looks, he fires it deep, looking for Jaden Zandier. There's contact. A flag comes in from behind. That's going to be defensive pass interference. It will. The safety, uh, Derek Infante. Uh, Kind of tough when you're guarding Zach Zandier, the 6'5 tight end. So he kind of climbed the back a little bit before the ball got there. Between the height and the speed, there's no defending him. So pass interference will bring the ball. We're looking to see where it's going to be spotted. Exeter walking the huddle up. Ball will be at the 42-yard line. So first and 10, ball on the 42, Exeter breaks the huddle. Riley Martinez will be in the gun. He's got Jaden Zandier, sidecar to his right, two receivers right. 
There's the snap. Quick throw to the flat to Nate Pashley. They got lucky there. The defensive back, Braylon Beaver, the ball a little late getting there. He made a nice play on Pashley, but almost getting there soon enough to possibly a pick six. Yeah, Riley Martinez did a little floater there. I think he needed to throw that just a little bit harder to get it into his hands. And I think that's, uh, <laughs> I think he heard the footsteps. Second and 10, Martinez in the gun, sidecar left, two receivers right, here's a handoff. Going right, nice move, he's got the 50, the 40, taking a look. Jaden Zandier takes it all the way to the 31 yard line. Darren, he stiff-armed Braylon Beaver towards the end of that run and got an extra three or four out of it because of it. A 27-yard run for Jaden Zandier. Sets Exeter up first and 10 with the ball on the 31-yard line. Martinez will be in the gun. Zandier behind him, he's got the handoff, he's running right. Nice tackle as he tries to go around the right end. Taking a look, Derek Bridell, a six foot, 151 pound senior, did a nice job grabbing his ankle as he tried to go around the right end. You're conflicting with uh, our PA announcer, Jay Schmidt. He was corrected. <laughs> <laughs> so a three yard run for Jaden Zandier, second and seven. Ball on the 28, here's a toss to Zandier. He's running left, the 25, the 20, going around the end. He's gonna get the 15, he's gonna be inside the 10 yard line. We'll see where they ultimately mark it. It looks like the nine. Yeah, so it's inside the 10. So looking here, it's a 23-22 yard run for Jaden Zandier. Takes the ball to the nine yard line. It'll be first and goal Exeter. The end's doing a nice job being able to seal, giving Jaden Zandier the end. Here's the snap to the <laughs> up man. And he takes it right into the end zone for a touchdown. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful run. Taking a look to see who they ultimately handed it off to. It was Zach Zandier, actually. Old Zandier family's getting in on the run game. So Zach Zandier with the nine-yard run right up the middle. Touchdown Exeter at the 10.04 mark. Exeter on the board. We'll see, I think Jake Franick is on to kick the PAT. Waiting for another player to come on and fill. He's in place. There's the snap, it's down. Franick's foot is through it. And it is good. 10.04 to go here in the first. Exeter on the board, seven nothing. We'll be right back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. 
featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdie's Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. This is Zach Zandier, and if you want to hear more about the team and Exeter Sports, tune into the Exeter Sports Network. There you go. Zach Zandier runs it in from nine yards out, and you get the public service announcement. <laughs> from none other than Zach Zandier. So Jake Frannick has the ball on the tee. It's on the 40, kicking off left to right. Taking a look to see who's deep. It's gonna come to the right-hand side. It's gonna be picked up by Derek Bridell. He's trying to switch from right to left in the middle of the field. He's at the hash mark on the left side, taken down. They'll put the ball on the 17-yard line. Nice coverage, Exeter. Burdell really didn't handle that cleanly. It, it appeared to drop it. He picked it right up, but that's uh, what? Two or three steps? That's right. They tried to angle it away from them. They know they've got some talent back there, some speed. So tried to kick it away from him. Did a nice job of that, and then a nice job obviously covering the kick, keeping them inside the 20-yard line. So first and 10 for the Cedars. Stoner will be in the gun. He's got sidecar left. Two receivers left, two right. There's the snap. The handoff is going to come up the middle. Able to break the initial line of scrimmage. Can't quite get to the 25. But he'll get to the 20, uh, let's see, I'm sorry, to the 20-yard line. So it'll be a gain of three. Jaquim Medlock? I have to zero in on the running back. Normally, normally it's Kai Rivera, right, number 20, but they could be mixing it, it up a little bit. All right, well, here it's an empty backfield. Stoner all alone in the gun. Three receivers right, two left. Usually this is going to be a slant to the inside guy across the middle. He's back. He fires to the right, incomplete. In fact, it's not Stoner that time. It's Paul Trace. A 6'3", 150-pound senior who was in at quarterback for that one play. He short hops it to the right. Yeah, he bounced that one in, and uh, I'm not sure, Darren, but I don't think that counts. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> so second and seven is incomplete. Take it to third and seven. Paul Trace is actually going to be your QB. Well, now as I take a look, it is Paul Trace. He's scrambling right, fires right. Oh! It could be picked off on the right-hand side by Nate Pashley. The official says incomplete. Nate seems to disagree. I would too. So apparently, as I mentioned, Paul Trace, a 6'3", 150-pound senior, will be the QB and not Kareem Stoner, as it has been primarily. Now, there is a flag on the field behind the Cedars, and they're walking it off. So a penalty against Lebanon, very possibly a hold. 
Well, they didn't like the first spot, so the official picks it up, and he's going to check it off again. What in the world's going on? Or they're just picking up. All right, so a penalty against Lebanon is declined, so fourth and seven for the Cedars. They're in punt formation. Nate Pashley stands at his own 46. Oh, almost. Kick just lost. barely away. It's come hit at the 42. Down at the 45 of the Cedars, and that's where Exeter will take over first and 10. Yeah, the uh, Exeter nearly quite got to the, the, the punter there. They absolutely did. So 8.58 on the clock. The ball marked on the Cedars 45-yard line. Exeter breaks the huddle from the sideline. They're over the ball. Riley Martinez will be in the gun. He's got Pharrell Caceres to his right sidecar. Two receivers left, nothing to the right. There's the snap. Pharrell Caceres has it, trying to find room. He's held up, but he's trying to drag a defender with him. He wasn't trying. He was succeeding. Kid had a hold of his shirt, not letting go. Did so for the better part of four yards. Indeed. So call it second and six. He was actually caught right around the line of scrimmage, and like you said, just kept churning the legs. That jersey was being torn away from him. It's a beautiful run. So call it second and a long six. Martinez in the gun. Caceres to his right sidecar. Two receivers right. He's rolling right. He's looking. He's firing. He's going to hit over the middle. It's Zach Zandier inside the 30-yard line. In fact, they'll put him right on the 30. It's an 11-yard pass. Damn, very nicely done. Caught him in stride. Unfortunately, there was a defender there to take him down quickly. First down, though. First and 10, Exeter ball on the Cedars 30. They huddle up. Winding down eight minutes to go here in the first. Riley Martinez in the gun. He's got Jaden Zandier to his left. Fakes the handoff, he's rolling left, looks, he fires it. Wide open on the left-hand side is Nate Pashley. Catches it at the goal line, and it's touchdown Exeter. Are you kidding me? (laughs) A 30-yard pass. From Riley Martinez to Nate Pashley running a slant to the outside end zone. Puts it right in his bread basket. And it's 13-0 at the 7.53 mark. That was Nate, a great throw. Nate got the dif- distance from the defender, and he turned around, and the ball was right there. Clean. He didn't like that incomplete pass. He made, made a run there. Right. Jake Frannick waiting for the ball. It's down. His foot's through it. It's through, and it's good. Two for two for PATs. 14-0 Exeter at the 7.53 mark of the first quarter. You hear the music, we'll step away. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. 
the chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. Jake Frannick getting ready to kick it off. Taking a look who's deep, Raquel Estevez. Back deep for the Cedars. We'll see if he does something similar, trying to angle it to his side, keep it away from the speedy returners. He's got the okay. His foot's into it, straight down the middle of the field. It'll go to the far side. It's picked up at the 10. He's got the 20, the 25. Ooh. The ball's loose, but it goes out of bounds on the far side. So Lebanon will retain. We'll see where they spot the ball. I am unsure who did it, but I definitely saw a hand reach in there and rip that ball out. Looks like the 22-yard line is where they'll spot it. So first and 10 on the 22, we'll see if Paul Trace continues to be the QB. He's going to be in the gun. He's got sidecar right, two receivers right, one to the left. Here's the snap. He drops straight back, looking left. He fires. He hits his man. He's going to be gang-tackled, but Braylon Beaver, a 5-foot-10-inch, 161-pound senior, makes the grab. Nice pass. Great job by Beaver securing that. Brings it out to the 25. It's going to be a short gain of three. Call it second and seven from the 25. Lebanon breaks the huddle. Trace again in the gun. He's got sidecar right, two receivers left, one to the right. Here's the snap. Motion, the running back. He goes straight back, brings it to the near side. It's complete. Makes a move. He's got some room in, right along the hash marks. Gets up across the 40-yard line. There is a flag on the field. But nice play. Joachim Medlock able to find some room on the left side. That wasn't Bridell? Uh, that might have been, which one? Was it 11? No, it was 8. Oh, it was 8. There you go. Then it was Malachi Bridell. Unfortunately, a nice gain for the Cedars will come back. That is a shame because he made a really nice catch and run there. So a play that would have brought him out over the 40-yard line will instead take them back to the 15. So a loss of 10 for the penalty. Call it second and 17. We are early in this game, but I don't see any indication of the horrible penalties that uh, Exeter took last week. That's right, 15 for 125 a week ago. Here's the snap, Trace is rolling right, he's looking downfield, still looking, firing it deep. It's 
Into, oh, incomplete. Oh, 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 oh. Nate Pashley had it. One of those, it was almost too easy. He's just inside the 35. He was battling, I think, with Nigel Meekins, but the ball falls <laughs> helplessly to the turf, incomplete. It'll bring up third down and long. Yeah, it's a shame for him. It was right in his hands, and he just couldn't hold on to it. I'm sure they'll talk about that later, the two of them. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they will, yeah. More than likely. It is a bit chilly. The, when the wind picks up a little bit, we've talked about the flag not moving at times. Today, absolutely. Here's Trace dropping straight oh. back. Flanders on him in a hurry. He's able to get it away, but it's incomplete. Flanders gives him a shot as he lets go of the football. It's incomplete. Flanders did give him a shot. I was looking at the ref to see if he was going to pull a flag out. but Came off the right end, untouched. Taking a look at Paul Trace, he's only attempted eight passes on the year, and basically they've come out trying to throw. Good. Good for them. So the Cedars set up to punt. Nate Pashley back just about at his own 40. There's the snap. The kick is off. Fair catch called, and Nate diving forward for it, able to corral it at the Cedars' 38-yard line. That's where Exeter will take over first and 10. We'll keep it right here, 6.18 to go in the first. Darren, that looked a little more dangerous than I think, it, uh, or, or it was a little more dangerous than it looked because Pashley actually had to dive in to grab that thing. It didn't come right to him. And the ball seemed to, I, I don't know, it, it weirdly looked like it stalled in the air or something. Well, it, it would have died because he's kicking it into the wind. So right. Martinez in the gun. He's got sidecar handed off to Pharrell Caceres running over the right side. He'll get the 35. They'll give him the 34. It's a gain of four. He's followed his lineman across and uh, made a nice little gain. It'll be second and six, something that we talked about. Lebanon certainly has some size on their defensive line. You take a look, number 78, 6'2", 300-pound Corbett Brickle. And we'll mention some of the other guys. Here's Pharrell Caceres trying to run off the left side. Nice job by the Cedars defense. Pushing him to the outside, Josiah Wright, a 6'2", 235-pound defensive lineman. Did a nice job keeping him to no gain. Yeah, he uh, he took off to the left there, saw no daylight, turned to the right and ran into a wall of white jerseys. So no gain brings up third and six. The win causing havoc for us <laughs> up here in the booth, trying to find a Gatorade and whatever else to keep our really trying to hold the papers fort down. down. That's right. Martinez is in the gun. He's got Caceres to his left, fakes the handoff, but before the play can get underway, a flag flies. Looks like it'll be yeah. defense offside. So they'll mark it off. It'll make it third and one. So continuing to talk about the defensive line, 
Number 66, Colin Johnson, 6'3", 325. So they certainly have some beef up front. Oh, you know, it's homecoming night. I, I would think Jay would be a little more animated than he is. Martinez underhands it to the up man, which is Zamar Paschal. He is just <laughs> plowing over people, getting inside the 10. In fact, I think they'll take it to the 10. It's a 19-yard run for Zamar Paschal. Straight ahead, keep those legs moving. And, and it took him a long time to catch him. First and 10, the ball gonna be on the 10 or just inside, so first and goal. Here's a handoff to Zamar. He's trying to bounce it to the outside. Can't get the spin, but a flag comes in. We'll see gonna be offensive holding. if this is going to be a hold against Exeter. Tried to run him off the left side, but Lebanon doing a nice job holding the line of scrimmage. And it is going to be a hold against Exeter. Yeah. So we'll see where that ball is marked as they walk it off. Bring it back to the 20-yard line. So it'll be first and 20. Or essentially first and goal from the 20. Martinez in the gun. Sidecar left. Receiver right and left. Carter Redding in motion. He drops straight back. Martinez looking, fires it to the right, back oh behind the defense. Zach Zandier, he pulls it in. He's got his second TD of the night, and it's 20 to nothing Exeter at the 352 mark of the first. Darren, it was a beautiful pass right in his hands, uh, in stride, like, like you couldn't ask for more. Riley Martinez has really come of age in these five short games. He absolutely has two TD passes on the evening, one to Nate Pashley, that one to Zach Zandier. We're waiting for Jake Frannick, waiting for player coming off the sideline, getting ready. There's the snap, it's a fake. Carter Redding has it, he turns, <laughs> throws it into the end zone. Guess what? Carter Redding, the two-point specialist, oh my Lord. able to make the connection. That's the third one. And I'm, I'm checking to see, I believe, let me, he rolled right and he hits Casey Gerhardt with the short pass and the two-point conversion. Five games in, he's got three two-point conversions already. That kid is fire. So I don't know if that one was necessarily scripted or not. It looked like the snap was fairly close. Needless to say, Carter Redding gets the pass to Gerhardt. 22-0 Exeter, 3.52 to go here in the first. Ava, make a mental note. Ask Coach Bauer if that was a scripted play. All right, I'll make sure to write the that The two-point conversion. He may not answer you. He may probably not. won't. Yeah. 
Jake Frannick ready to put a foot in it. It's taken by the up man at the 18-yard line. Running right, he's got a seam. Ultimately taken down, but the return, if I can get the page not to blow around for me. Jockheim Medlock, a nice return. He's able to, one of the up guys, grab it, bring it all the way out to, waiting for them to put it down. 35-36, the 38-yard line. We've already said Medlock's name two or three times. I mean, uh, on both sides of the ball as well. So he is clearly one of their go-to. Absolutely. The Cedars break the huddle. Trace will be in the gun. He's got sidecar left, one receiver right, two left. Here's the snap. He drops straight back, fires it immediately to the right. It goes through the hands of the receiver, Braylon Beaver. It's incomplete. It'll bring up second and 10. When you say fire, he did. That was a really crisp pass. It, it was just, I think it was just too much for him to hold on to. That's in a decent spot. That's essentially the snap. You put a foot back, bury it in the turf, fire it off to the right, just goes through his hands. Looked like it was a decent pass. So second down for the Cedars. Trace will be in the gun. Again, he'll have sidecar right. Two receivers left, one right, one in the slot on the left. Here's the snap. It's a handoff. It's coming to the near side, looking for some daylight, taken down at the 40-yard line is going to be Kai Rivera. A flag comes in late. So Rivera gets to the 40. It would be a two-yard run, but we'll see what happened. Is this on Lebanon? They said personal foul. A personal foul on the Cedars. Mm. Unfortunately, this is something they were plagued with last week against Muhlenberg. So as a result of the personal foul, take the ball all the way back to the 25-yard line. And it'll bring up, taking a look, they started on the 38. So second and probably 23. See, 38, 28 to the 25, so. They got second and 25 on the board. Close, Close enough. enough. Close <laughs> enough. Trace is gonna be in the gun. Sidecar left is Rivera. Two receivers right, one left. There's the snap. He drops straight back. He's looking. Nate Govan is all over him. Tries to throw it over the middle to Raquel May Estevez. It's incomplete. He short hops it. But Govan bearing down on him hard. Had to get that ball out of there in a hurry. Govan. It, <laughs> it's incomplete. So disappointed. He could, he, he could taste that one. He could taste that sack, and it, it just eluded him. He was there. Flanders and now him. It was one of those a step away, and they've got a sack on the stat board. So fourth down and a while. Wow, I like when you measure things in time. It, it helps. On a football field. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> or in change, a dollar in That's change. right, that's right. 
So I believe Paul Trace, the all-everything, he'll do the punting. Nate Pashley stands at the Cedars 48, the kick away. It'll hit and bounce across midfield. It's still going, still going. It'll roll all the way down to the 42-yard line of the Eagles, and that's where Exeter will take over first and 10. We'll give you some season numbers for Exeter. You take a look first off, Riley Martinez. We'll see if the wind will actually help out. But on the season, Riley Martinez, 35 of 58, 636 yards, six TDs, four INTs. He's got a 60% completion rate. He'll be in the gun to start this one. Sidecar left, single receivers left and right. Here's the snap. It's a handoff going off the right side. It's Jaden Zandir. He's got the 50, Ooh. 45, 40. He's Forget gone. it. He's gone. Look in the rearview mirror. It's over. Touchdown, Jaden Zandir. It's the Zandir family show, Darren. It's 58 yards, but a flag on the play. So we'll see about the penalty. It's a 58-yard touchdown run as it currently stands. The officials talking about it on the near side. Penalty we'll, or not, that was an amazing run. It by really Zander. was. That was insane. Jaden's numbers on the year, 17 carries, 194 yards, five TDs coming into this game, an 11.41 yard per average. And the result of the penalty ultimately is declined. It's against the Cedars. It is a touchdown. 2.40 to go here in the first. Well, it doesn't get any easier than that. One play, 58 yards. Robbie Gaston will try to punch this one through. Here's the snap, it's down by Redding. His foot's through it, and it is good. 2.40 to go here in the first, 29-0 Exeter. We'll be back, it's the Exeter Sports Network. season and the new birdies Inn is your place for all the big games featuring more than 30 tvs and nfl sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game college or pro entertainment every day of the week good food good service good prices and great people that's the new birdies Inn, located at five points in exeter 160 old friedensburg road where they remind you to have fun and be kind This is Riley Martinez, and you can listen to me throw more touchdowns all season long on Exeter Sports Network. Riley Martinez, two touchdown passes. 
that you heard here on the Exeter Sports Network. We saw a football fly into the stands thrown by one of the cheerleaders. I remember when that was a coveted item. Now, I'm going back a few years, but it was, it was as if you had to have a football. Well, sure. So here's, uh, let's see, Jake Frannick kicking off. It's going to go into the end zone. It'll be a touchback. Was that a diversionary tactic, Darren? Which one was that? The, uh, the, the receiver. He no, just ran right by it. I don't think so. I think he was trying to play the bounce, and the bounce took a knuckleball to the right. Okay. Jake Frannick has the wind at his back, so there's a lot more momentum on that football than usual. And it's a stiff wind here at Riften. Put the ball on the 20. And that's where Lebanon will take over. Clock stop. They break the huddle. Paul Trace in the gun. Two receivers left, three right. He's all by himself. Here's the snap. And before, the play clock is at zero, so this will be a delay against Lebanon. Take them back five. It'll be first and 15. You know, certainly difficult when you're trying to establish the offense as it is, and unfortunate penalties like that will push you back five. So Trace is in the gun. They come out with the same set. Two on the left, three on the right. Here's Trace. He's being chased. Fires it to the left side. Trying to take a look who they were trying to find. Looks like Braylon Beaver. Tyler Flanders, I believe, on the defense. Was right there, able to knock it away. So it's incomplete. Second and 15. So, Darren, how about a Dr. Seuss rhyme there? Trace was being chased, and that was the case. Nice, no? Nicely done, Jerry. Imagine that during a football game. You could come up with a Dr. Seuss rhyme. The only place you're going to get it, baby. Impressive. Trace in the gun. He's got Rivera behind him. Two receivers left, one right. There's the snap. Rivera will get it, trying to run to the right-hand side. It's actually Jakim Medlock running right to the field. right side. A 5'8 senior. A flag on the field. Was able to get across the 15. On Exeter. That was a face mask. Calling a face mask against Exeter. Apparently incidental. They're only walking off five. So take the ball to the 23-yard line. It'll bring up second and seven. They break the huddle. Trace will be in the backfield. In the shotgun, he's got sidecar right, two receivers left, one right. Here's the snap. Hands it off, trying to go to the right side. It's Medlock again. Oof. He can't get to the 25-yard line. But it looks like that's ultimately where they'll spot it. Give him two. It's going to be third and five. This one is going to be on Lebanon. Yes. 
a flag virtually every oh. play makes it difficult. It is a hold against Lebanon. They're going to walk it back. It'll take it inside the 15 to the 14-yard line. Darren, we're on a 40-minute first quarter. Second and a, uh, I guess second and about 15 with the ball marked at the 14-yard line. Lebanon breaks the huddle. Trace is going to be in the gun. Medlock will be sidecar to his left. Two receivers right, two also to the left. Here's the snap. Play clock at five. There's the snap. Drops straight back. He's looking. Fires it over the middle. It's too far for the receiver. Number 32, Josian Wright, a 5'9 freshman. We could definitely have gotten some holding there uh, on Lebanon. Somebody had all the Sabaka's shirt and just threw him down. I think what's going to happen after some point, it's 29-0. They'll do enough to keep the game moving, but I don't believe they'll get to the point of throwing the flag yeah. every single play. They'll let some of the egregious stuff go. Timeout. We've got a timeout on the field. 1.31 to go here in the first. 29-0 Exeter will return. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Georgia. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosports.com. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Lebanon comes out of the timeout. Taking a look. See who's in the gun. I believe it's Medlock. He's got it. Actually, it is Trace. He's going deep over the middle, trying to hit number eight. Taking a look, it's Malachi Bridell. But two defenders for Exeter, Nate Pashley, one. And taking a look to see who the other, I believe, Pharrell Caceres both there. They knock it away. So it's incomplete. And it'll be fourth down. Great defense by the Eagles tonight. I mean, you know, you know. All things considered, you, you still have to play the game. I will say that much. Good wording. Josiah Wright ready to punt. Nate Pashley stands at the Cedars 40 awaiting the kick. The kick is off. Oh, almost got it again. Comes to the near side. It's going to bounce, slowly trickle over the 40 to the Cedars 41. And that's where Exeter will take over first and 10. They almost got it again, Darren. They, they're breaking they're, through that line they're, they're on these trying. punts. That's right. I, I think they might have a bet among themselves in order to figure out who's going to get the first block of the evening. They're going to get one tonight. 
Pharrell Caceres in the backfield with Riley Martinez on the year. Pharrell, 34 carries, 308 yards, three TDs, a nine average. He's got the run. He goes right up the middle. A stiff arm at the 33. Another stiff arm. He'll get inside the 15. But a flag comes out late, a little jawing late. This, I think, is always something that you have to be careful of. What do you think you, this one's going to be? You, oh, and another. You can certainly understand the frustration from Lebanon that's going to surface. The first one, Raquel May Estevez was involved in it. Coach for Lebanon comes out to corral his players, as does Coach Bauer. The officials get together. We'll see what ultimately the plays, or I should say the penalties are. The first one came out just as Zaymar was being tackled inside the 10-yard line. Yep. The second came out as they were jawing back and forth. So we'll see exactly where they walk these off. I saw the ref getting in. Uh, who is 65 for Exeter? Who is 65? That's one of the McConnell brothers. Yeah. He, uh, he was getting in his. Oh, they're calling it on Exeter. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yes. So they're going to hold on Exeter. So after all of that, but there was a second flag that came and out. A personal foul. So there should be ultimately two. Are they going to walk them both off? So the ball inside the 10, it's a dead ball foul for both of them. They're going to walk them off. I don't think the chain gang has to go anywhere. It'll be first and 10. So the chain gang will have to move. It's going to be first and, first and 10 with the ball on the 34-yard line. Yeah, the, the chain gang will have to move. It was a dead ball foul. So the first down was already achieved. So, yep, the chain gang finally moving. Keep going. Well, now they're not sure. They're doing a little dance over on the far side. They've gone to the original line of scrimmage, which makes no sense at all. Darren, what is going on? Same thing last week. Nobody seems to know where the ball's supposed to go. All right. Wherever they want to mark it as a result of the the hold and the personal foul. It's a dead ball foul from the spot. I believe they're both spot fouls. So if they're both spot fouls, wherever they end up marking it, it's a first down. <laughs> but we shall see because we don't know. Okay. The individual with the down marker has first down and he basically is about four yards from the chain gang's first down. It's first and three, according to the board. So apparently it's <laughs> first and three. All right. Mike Boyer has it at first and four, though. I'm going with first, Mike. Uh, first. <laughs> okay, so first and four with the ball on the 34-yard line. All right, so here's Riley Martinez giving it to Zamar Paschal, running off the left end. Nice job. He comes up, hits him, takes him down. <laughs> Tried to get around left end. Nice job there on the end. Stopping him for no gain. It was a crazy sequence, wasn't it? 
So make it second and four with the ball actually on the 35, maybe even a loss of one. So Exeter breaks the huddle. Martinez in the gun. Zamar Paschal to his left. Single receivers left and right. There's the snap. Zamar has it. He's running right. He's got the 40. A nice stiff arm inside the 30, inside the 20, spinning and twisting. We'll see where they ultimately give him, but a nice run, Zamar Paschal off the right side. So they're gonna put the ball down on the 19-yard line. It's a 16-yard run for Zamar Paschal. And first and 10 for Exeter. 14.4 seconds on the clock. Clock is running. Riley Martinez standing there. We'll see if they actually snap it. Coach Bauer might just tell them eight on yeah, the no play snap. clock. They'll let it run down. We've played one full quarter here at Rifton. It's Exeter 29, Lebanon nothing. We will be back with second quarter action after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gellif Media. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. And now back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Second quarter action about to begin from Don Thomas Stadium. The wind still kicking up left to right. Exeter will take over the ball. First and 10 with the ball on the Cedars 19 yard line. Martinez will be in the gun. He'll have the eye to his left. Zamar Paschal, the deep man. Single receiver left, Carter Redding. Here's the snap. It's a handoff, fake the handoff, fires it over the middle, all alone. Guess who? Zach Zandier. A 19 yard touchdown pass. His third, Riley's third passing, and it's 35-0 Exeter. Uh, Darren, there was, how is there nobody covering him at this point? The kid scored two already, and you fail to cover him. Good for Zach, great for the Eagles, and we've got 35 points. So Zach Zandier... And here is Carter Redding, another fake handoff. He'll run to the corner of the end zone and get in for the two-point conversion. Wow, he does man. it himself. 
Wow, man. So the two-point conversion is good. That'll make it 37-0. So 37-0, 11.52 the first play here of the second quarter. Darren, 37-0 lead and uh, it shows absolutely no sign of abating and I'm starting to feel bad for these kids in Lebanon. That indeed is where the challenge comes in and and that's where they have to keep their cool. They know they're outclassed. They know obviously as we talked about the program unfortunately isn't there for them to be able to build on to have something at this level, so yeah. uh, certainly a, a challenging situation for Lebanon. So Franick is going to kick it off. Ball's going to come down at the 16-yard line, running to the far left side. Ultimately taken out of bounds. It's Derek Infante. Yes, it is. We'll see where they put that one. Taking a look at the mark, they'll put it right on the 30-yard line. That's where it's first and 10. We've got some scores for you in the first quarter. Governor Mifflin, nine. Muhlenberg, nothing. Also in the first, Wilson 7, Cedar Crest 6, Twin Valley 21, Elizabethtown nothing, Hamburg 20, Kutztown nothing. And we'll have more scores for you after this play. So Trace is in the gun, takes the snap, the handoff. They go right up the middle with it. We'll see if this hasn't been Medlock. a nice run. Got a couple. Yep. Something to build on, Darren. Yep. Something to build on. Give him a two-yard run. That'll make it second and eight. The ball at the 32. More scores for you quickly. Conrad Weiser, seven. Octorera, nothing. Berks Catholic, 12. Donegal, eight. Redding, 15. Penn Manor, nothing. An effort of 14. Daniel Boone, nothing. Here's a running play. They go right up the gut. They'll get to the 39. It's about one yard shy of a first down. So seven yards on that run. And I believe that was Trace. Yes. So third and one. Shout out to Ava for grabbing those first quarter scores for us. Ava, great job. So the Cedars over the ball. Trace is going to be in the gun. Sidecar left, single receiver right, two on the left. Lebanon's offensive line jumps. So it'll be five yards against Lebanon. Making an easily convertible third and one, now third and six.
Waiting for the officials to, well, will they, well, apparently they're going to call this offside and not procedure. So, yeah, it was a six-yard penalty. The ball, actually, I think it was a seven-yard penalty because the ball was on the 39. So they move it to the 46-yard line. We're not exactly sure why, but, hey, we'll call it as we see it. Here's Trace. He fires it to the left side. It's incomplete. It was seven yards. That's right. So... Tried a quick pass to the left-hand side. It's incomplete. Just roll with it, Darren. We are, that's, that is what we do. Trying to hit his receiver, Malachi Bridell, on the left-hand side. It's incomplete. Call it second and ten. We're going to have to do a lot of that tonight, I've got a feeling. Just inside of ten minutes to go. 37-0 Exeter. Lebanon breaks the huddle. Two receivers left, one right. Sidecar left of... Trace, he drops straight back, throw it near side, trying to hit his receiver, Josiah Wright. It's behind him. It goes incomplete. He threw that into a gaggle of people. He did. Carter Redding, Gavin Reiking, I should say, right there. Gaggle either. <laughs> Able to knock it away. I said that because she enjoyed it last week. <laughs> so third and ten. Wait a minute. Or was that the soar? Our soar of eagles. That's right. But we liked, it's, Come on, it's, Jerry. It's we liked soar. Gaggle. Lebanon over the ball. Trace in the gun. Sidecar right. Two receivers right. Two left. There's motion right to left. Here's the snap. He drops straight back. McConnell in his face. Fires it. Gavin Reiking doing a nice job getting in front of the receiver. Josian right. It falls incomplete. It's fourth down. Again, a hot pass there. The receiver just could not hold on to it. Got it right to him. Well, I will say that was contested. So if it would have been a catch, it would have been a good one, but certainly nowhere near the first down yardage. So this is their, what, fourth punt? At least. Josiah Wright will kick it away for him. Nate Pashley stands at his own 35. Let's see if the Eagles get this one. Here's the kick. It's on its way. Angled to the left. It's going to hit and roll. It'll take a Cedars bounce. It'll go out of bounds on the Eagles' 20. And that's where Exeter will take over first and 10. That was about a 30-yard kick and rolled for another 10. So that was a favorable bounce. It absolutely was. So first and 10. Ball on their own 20. That's where Exeter will take over. Oh, 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 uh oh. Speaking of birthdays, our two touchdown player of the night, our tight end, Zach Sandier, turned 18. Happy birthday, Zach. Indeed, we did see that today on Twitter. Happy birthday, Zach. I don't remember 18. Are you kidding? 18. I, I turned 18 in November, Darren. Well, I, I don't remember Crazy that time. either. <laughs> I don't. All right, so Riley Martinez in the gun. To trying to find some room on the left side. He does. 
He's gonna get the 25. We'll see where they, they'll give him the 30 yard line. It looked like there was a pancake block right there. Do you see a flag? I don't. Nope. So give him 10 yards and a first down. It looked very much like the Eagles were expecting one. So Riley Martinez scrambles for 10. First and 10, ball on the 30. Martinez in the gun. He's got Pharrell Caceres sidecar left, two receivers right. And Exeter calls a timeout. 8.31 to go here in the second. 37-0 Exeter. I hear music, and you know what that means. We'll be right back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. He used to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out all season and all year long. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. We're already into the portion of the program where we're going to see some backups. Here's a handoff going off to the right side. Pharrell Caceres takes it off the right side. We'll see where they ultimately mark it. The 43-yard line. No correction. Take that back to the 38-yard line. So eight yards on the run. We've got a new quarterback for Exeter as well. Here's another handoff to Pharrell Caceres. He's running right up the middle. He takes a shot at the 48-yard line. A flag comes in. I kid you not. He threw it. He threw it from the Cedars 38, and it ends up at the Eagles 42. He launched that sucker. What did he see? Uh, obviously not happy with what he saw. Either that or, as we say, he needs a Snickers. Might have been the longest pass uh, throw of the night. That was, that was with authority. As it really we say. was. All for a holding call. Holy cow! You thought it would be something more than that. Who's the quarterback in now for Exeter? Uh, let's see. If I I gotta take a look at my rosters here. I believe it's gonna be number sixteen, Jacob Hafer, okay. a six foot, one hundred seventy five pound sophomore. Jake Hafer, also a baseball player. I believe the umpire may need Tommy John surgery after that <laughs> flag toss. <laughs> so take it all the way back to the 35-yard line. It'll end up being second and five. At least that's what the officials tell us. And guess what? That's what we're going with. 
So here's a handoff to Caceres. He'll get the 40, still on his feet. Step across, he'll get to the 42. It's seven yards for Caceres and an Exeter first down. Nice job in this drive, milking the clock under seven and a half to go. And Darren, a flag thrown from the end zone. <laughs> Not real. It could have been. They're probably trying like skipping stones. They want to see how far they can get their flag to fly across this field. You're really funny tonight, Darren. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You always are, but just extra tonight. Here's the handoff to Caceres. He'll get the 45. They'll bring him down at the 46. It's a rough It'll be tackle. a gain of about four. It'll be second down and six. It's a rough tackle. Defender landed right on top of him. That looked like it hurt. So taking a look, Riley Martinez now back in. So they gave Jacob Hafer a few plays. Now Martinez back in there. Sidecar right is going to be Caceres. He's rolling right, looking. He fires. Incomplete. Trying to hit. Taking a look who that might be. Darren throwing on Genuine the run. Stutzman. Okay. Throwing on the run and off of his uh, back foot as well. Still quite nearly completed that pass. That was a, it was a very nice throw. Looked like coming across his body might have thrown it behind the receiver just a little bit. So mm -hmm. take it third and six. Ball on the 46-yard line. 6.15 to go here in the second. Martinez in the gun. He's got Caceres sidecar right, single receiver right and left. He's rolling right. He fires, hits the sh first guy, which is Zach Zandier. He'll take it all the way down to the 45-yard line. That'll be a first down for Exeter. Nicely done. Zandier made a very nice catch there, turned, and pulled off another five, six yards for an eagle first down. Nine yards in all to Zach Zandier. Nice job. Releasing off the left side, simply running straight up and over to the far sideline, running along the rollout with Riley Martinez. Hits him in stride, gets to the 45, first and 10 Exeter. Martinez in the gun again, sidecar Caceres to the right. He'll take the handoff up the middle. He's got room to run. Take him inside the 35. They'll actually put him on the 35. It's a 10-yard run for Caceres and another Exeter first down. Low snap there. Good job by Martinez to corral it and get it into Caceres' hands. And then great run by Caceres for a first down. Nice job by the boys up front. Ryan and Matt McConnell, Nate Govan. Taking a look. Help me out, Ava. Who else is on that line right now? Zach Zandier probably up there. I gotta squint a little bit, one second. Genuine, Genuine Stutzman. <laughs> yep, on the left side. So Riley Martinez in the gun, Caceres to his right, fakes the handoff, drops straight back, he's looking, it's four guys going straight down the field. He hits you that Sandier at the five, and he runs it in. You gotta be kidding me. For another touchdown for Zach Zandier, 35 Ooh. yards on the touchdown pass. That was four receivers 
just running straight down the field. And Riley Martinez, I think, had his choice. Took Zach Zandier right down the middle. And touchdown Exeter. Zandier brothers are uh, taking turns, Darren, being the player of the game. Pretty nice birthday present. Indeed. That's right, an 18th birthday present and stacking up the TDs. Robbie Gaston on for the PAT. He puts his foot through it. It is good. 4.40 to go here in the second. It's Exeter 44, 11 and nothing. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. This is the Exeter Sports Network. We are back at Exeter. It's actually the Zandir homecoming. It really is. You, you could essentially say that too. Now, Nate Pashley did jump in there and get a TD as well. So here's a return from Lebanon, nicely done. Bridell gets out over the 30 yard line. That's where Lebanon will take over, first and 10. Well, one thing we are assured of is a running clock in the second half. Indeed. And I was made aware of the rule, that being that once it starts running, it doesn't stop. Correct. Like, if, if they should get it below 35, it still continues to run. Trace is going to be in the gun. He's got sidecar to his left. Fires it over the middle. He hits oh. his man at the 42-yard oh. line, still on his feet. Very nice. Derek Infante. The number two, Derek Infante, just like he said. Very nice. He had to uh, kind of crouch down to grab that ball, turned, and, and, and he got a nice little run out of it. Great play. Maybe the best play of the night for them. Absolutely, 16 yards on the pass play. Brings the ball out to the 47-yard line, first and 10. And what I was referring to with the 35 points, Darren, is, uh, of course, if it gets a 35-point lead in the second half, it's a running clock. Trace in the gun, two receivers right and left. Here's the handoff up the middle. He'll get to the 50-yard line. That's going to be Medlock again. So Medlock, give him three yards. There's an Exeter player down on the field. It'll be second and seven as they attend to the injured player. Three. Go ahead, Ava. I was just going to say it's kind of satisfying that it's right on the 50. Perfect halfway point. 3.44 to go here in the second. 
Uh, can't quite mm -hmm. tell as far as who they're looking at right now. Well, we're told Gavin Reiking, the injured eagle. While they attend to him, that gives us time for a quick break. 3.44 to go, 44-0 Exeter. It's the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back, as is typical. Gavin decides to get up just as we go to break. He just needed a second. But he's walking off under his own power. That's always good to see. Yeah, he's, all right. he's a tough guy. Exeter defense standing over the ball, waiting for Lebanon to come back from the sideline. Second and six with the ball on the 50-yard line. I'm going to call it seven. Trace in the gun. He's got Medlock to his right. Two receivers right and left. He's got the snap. Looking left. Fires left. Hits his receiver in the hands. He can't hold on. That's going to be Braylon Beaver. Yeah, no reason to drop that one. Hit him in a great spot. It did. Flanders was there, but he can't hold on. It'll bring up third and seven. And we've got a uh, score from Muhlenberg, Governor Mifflin. It is 29-0 Mifflin. Lebanon breaks the huddle. Trace will be in the gun. Medlock will be aside of him. Three receivers left, one to the right. Here's the snap. And before it happens, well, this isn't the play clock because there were three seconds on the play clock. It's going to be a jump on Lebanon. They're going to call a procedure against Lebanon. So take it to third and 12. Move the ball back to the Cedar 45. So Lebanon back over the ball. Trace will be in the gun. Medlock will be to his left. Again, three receivers left, one to the right. Here's the snap. He's got it. He's looking to the right, looking right, throws right. It's tipped, Very but nice. it gets out there. Very nice. Braylon Beaver makes the grab inside of Eagles territory. They'll take it down to just inside the 48-yard line but it'll bring up fourth down. Let's say fourth and about five. Seven yards on the pass and catch. Lebanon will go for it. They come out over the ball. Their customary three receivers left, one right. Trace in the gun. He's got Medlock aside of him and before the play Goes off, Lebanon calls timeout. Stay. We're going to stay right We're here. Stay. So 3.08 to go, 44 nothing Exeter. So one of the things we talk about, Jerry, in a game like this, and Coach Bauer actually had some of these decisions to make last year as well, 
when do you take your starters out? Right, right, because you don't want to see anybody get hurt. And at 44 nothing, yeah, I don't, th- I don't think uh, my starters are seeing it. You, you might you might show it a little bit just to run the football. You, yeah. You're not passing it. You're running the football to start the second half just to milk some time off that clock, right. maybe put together a drive, right. and then maybe after burning a lot of time off, now as far as your offensive starters, and you start to wean those defensive starters off as well. You know, there is also the fact that you don't necessarily want to rub their noses in it. There is always the the level of sportsmanship that comes into these types of games as well. Yeah, the gentleman's concept. Here's the snap. Oh, Trace oh, fires oh, it over the middle. Oh, Zach Zandier almost had himself a birthday INT as well. <laughs> Couldn't quite hold on. It's incomplete. It'll be a turnover on down, so Exeter will take over on their own 48. Before he secured it, I, <laughs> the hands are on the head. Yeah, his uh, his eyes must have been really big. I I, I guess he couldn't believe it. He just <laughs> overwhelmed him. Maybe those are the silver dollar eyes. There you go. <laughs> I got it. I got it. No, I don't. So eleven and over the ball, waiting for Exeter to come out of the sideline huddle. Throwing in some new players. Yeah, we're uh, excellent. Taking a look at that, and if I can find what I'm looking for, it would be great. We've got Jaden Ware now in there, and as they try to get the playoff, delay it's game. a delay. Coach Bauer is not going to be too happy with that, especially coming off of a timeout. Essentially, when you gather them on the sideline, you send them in, and obviously. The play clock runs out. I think you can look past it. And another flag comes in. Four. Or, uh, is this going to be an illegal substitution? Or they're just going to call a timeout. <laughs> there you All go. All right, okay. So I think they were going to call a, a penalty against Exeter. So Exeter... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Exeter was on the sideline with Coach Bauer having a talk through. The flag comes out, and they signal a timeout Exeter. Well, then Exeter breaks their sideline huddle, goes back out over the ball, and Lebanon was ready to walk off the field for the timeout. Oh, Darren, we're seeing some really weird and stuff now, here. And now apparently it is an official Exeter timeout. So Exeter walking off the field, Lebanon walking off the field. 301 to go in the second, and yes, it really is a timeout. The joy of being able to call high school sports is second to none, I assure you. Darren, we have we have had so many odd occurrences around the officials in the last 2 weeks. Uh the the complaints here in Exeter were epic all this week that that you saw on social media and it's you know it's it's not quite as egregious as last week but i i don't know man we're seeing weird stuff i won't it's certainly difficult to be a PIAA official i i, I won't i won't take that away from anything however when you bring a lot of it on yourself 
you're asking for it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So I think Riley Martinez is in the gun. Oh, wait a minute. No, I don't think it's Riley, actually. Oh, yes, it, yes is. it is. Hands it off to Pharrell Caceres, running wild. He's, He's gone. gone. 30, 20, 10. Forget about it. In the end zone, 58 yards. And a touchdown for Pharrell Caceres. It's a good thing they call that timeout to get that play in, Darren. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> so Pharrell Caceres... Adds to the pinball machine. Racking up a 50 spot at the 248 mark. We'll see if the PAT, my notes are all over the place. I, I diverted from where I typically keep track. Hopefully I'll be able to know what we're talking about afterwards. Robbie good. Gaston punches it through. It's good. 2.48 to go here in the second. It's 51-0 Exeter. And Jerry either wants to go to break or just really likes the music. It's a little bit of both, Dan. A little bit of both. All right. We'll be right back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Musso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. This is Zach Zandier, and if you want to hear more about the team and Exeter Sports, tune into the Exeter Sports Network. The birthday boy, Zach Zandier. Here is Jake Frana kicking off. But surprise, surprise, as it goes in the air, a flag flies. So they'll walk five off against Exeter. And they'll do it all over again. <laughs> We're almost upset when there's not a flag thrown. Almost. Yeah, I, I've got to go almost. That gives us an opportunity to grab a snack. It does. What snacks we got? Ava's laughing again. I well, ate my donut Ava, holes already. You, I was going to say, you're Jerry eating your, me cookies. your chocolate chip cookies there. Making me fat. <laughs> Just yeah, you've got worries. Shame on you. You've got worries. You weigh what? 102 pounds? That's just not right. <laughs> All right. So guess what? Jake Frannick has it on the tee again. He's got the okay. Foot into it. It's a decent kick. Ball will come down just about the 24. Taken by Malachi oh. Bridell. Runs to the left side. He'll get across the 40. And there's a player down for Exeter, the player that made the tackle. Bridell was bobbing and weaving. Made a really nice run. Nope, he's on his knees, so that's, that's a good sign. Yeah, he just needed a second. Is that Zamar Paschal? It's, it I, is, I think. I think so. Can't tell. He's got his arm across. 
Well, I see the that second. It does look like a, yeah, it's Yeah, in. it is. So He's high. He's walking off. Seems to be under a little discomfort, so we'll see what happens there. Is he holding his left shoulder? Is that what you're getting? Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I always hate to speculate when they're, they're grabbing as far as what it could be. So Lebanon will take over the football first and 10 on their own 42-yard line. Armstrong in the gun. He's going to hand it off to Medlock. He buries his head. They basically do a rugby scrub to try to get him to the 44. A rugby scrum. <laughs> oh, give him the 40. Well, it depends who you're looking at. It's, it is the 44-yard line, so it's... A two-yard gain, second and eight. Winding down to two minutes to go here in the second. Jake Hafer down there on the sidelines warming up. Yep, the lefty. Mm-hmm. Here's Lebanon, they hand it off to Medlock. Ooh. He'll get the 50, but then Carter Redding comes and bull rushes him <laughs> at the 49. Carter Redding nailed him, man. It's like, it's I great. got it, I got it, I, oh no, I don't. <laughs> been some aggressive tackles today. That's right. Obviously, rough day at school, able to take it out on the turf. <laughs> <laughs> New assistant principal Bauer must have been giving him a hard time. <laughs> So Lebanon gets into Eagles territory. They're on the 49. It's third and one. Trace is going to be in the gun. Medlock to his left. He'll take the handoff. He'll get the 50. He'll get the first down, fighting for the 45. They'll get him the 46, but it's enough for a Lebanon first down. And Lebanon is... And I guess I can understand. They're going to let us know it was a first down. Darren, is that their first first down of the night? I'd have to look at my notes, but it very well could be. It feels like it. Well, considering how several of their players acted, it probably. So we're under a minute to go. First and 10 for Lebanon. Ball on the 46. Trace is in the gun. Medlock to his left. Two receivers left and right. Here's the snap. He's going to fake the handoff. Goes to the far side. The catch nice. is made. Spinning for about nine is going to be Malachi Bridell. Yeah, I, I think I'd have gone long there. We'll see if they actually get another play off. They're not, They're not off. in a hurry, to say the least, and we're literally down to 10 seconds. It was yeah. eight yards on the pass play, so second and two. They're slowly getting into position. Trace is in the gun. And they just barely get it off. Trace looking, looking. He's rolling left. He's going to tuck it. He's got the first down running along the sideline. Runs out of bounds. And that's going to do it for the first half. Wow. We've played two quarters here in Riften. It's Exeter 51, Lebanon nothing. We'll be back with some semblance of halftime comments after these commercial messages. Hey, we thank you for joining us. It's the Exeter Sports Network.
football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosports.com. Musso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Exeter Equals Football on the Exeter Sports Network. We are back, Don Thomas Stadium, Riften, Pennsylvania. Exeter 51, 11 and nothing at halftime. Well, I guess when we take a look at the scoring, it's going to be all Exeter, and indeed it will. In fact, it's going to have a Zandir flavor to it. And something even before we go into tonight's stats, we can say congratulations to Jaden Zandier as he was named the Why I'm Missing Physical Therapy Offensive Player of the Week from a week ago from MikeDragosports.com on the heels of a three TD performance against Governor Mifflin. And his seven total TDs coming into this game were tied for first in Burks, Jerry. So those accolades, congratulations to Jaden and he picks up tonight where he left off. Won't that be a kick? if Mike Drago at MikeDragosports.com picks his brother Zach to be the Why I'm Missing Physical Therapy Offensive Player of the Week. It'll be very interesting to see. So as we take a look at what transpired over the course of that first half, Exeter started it all off, and of course it was Zach Zandier, a nine-yard in, in a manner that we typically don't see him. Of course, Exeter drives down the field. Normally, it's maybe a sprint out as far as uh, uh, Pharrell Caceres. Maybe it's a quarterback keeper from Riley Martinez. Maybe it's a throw over the top to Zach Zandier, Jaden Zandier. Nope, this was a nine-yard run from Zach Zandier. And we'll say the birthday boy yet again. 
Yeah, so, you know, everybody's concentrating on these two brothers. So, Jaden is supposed to be a wide receiver threat. He's a run threat. So, they've got to be thinking, Zach only catches balls. Well, no, guess what? He runs touchdowns, too. The defense does what it does, forces the three and out. Nate Pashley comes back with a 30-yard touchdown pass from Riley Martinez. And let's talk about Riley for a second, too. Of course, we'll talk more about his passing prowess, but he, his passing has been pinpoint. And for this particular one to Nate Pashley, it was no different. Darren, he's steady Eddie down on that field. We said it last week. We discussed it that, you know, he looked a little tentative in that first game, which kids, he's in ninth grade, right? Sophomore. He's a sophomore. Okay, he's in 10th grade. First, first real game action. But guess what? Here he is, and he shows up. Second game, he's a little better. Third game, he's pretty much got his legs under him. Last week, amazing. This week, more amazing. What does next week hold? We got a feel when the season began back on August the 25th, and Coach Bauer brought in Nate Pashley for that opening drive because yep. he didn't want to put too much on Riley yep. Martinez. I think it's safe to say Riley can handle it. Uh, yeah, he's showing great poise and, and just completing everything that, that's being asked of him. He's running the ball. He's throwing the ball. He's uh, he, he's flawlessly giving balls to his running backs. We, have we seen any fumbles this year yet? Maybe, I'm going to say a couple INTs. I don't think fumbles, no. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I don't know that we could ask much more of him. He's been playing stellar. And, of course, he would come back uh, in their next possession, a 20-yard touchdown pass to Zach Zandier, running free behind the defense it's seemingly all night long. But needless to say, his second TD of the night, I, I guess Carter Redding was feeling a little left out. So he decides to uh, <laughs> go for that two-point conversion, gets it over to Casey Gerhardt, I believe to convert there. So at the 352 mark of the first, it's 22 nothing. Then they come back. It only takes one play and Zach's brother Jaden a 58 yard touchdown run. We we talk about the big play capabilities that this Exeter team has. We saw it time and time again last year. We really didn't know what we had this year. We're finding out their big play this year, too. Darren, the, uh, the the number of weapons, we said it, I think, last week, somehow keeps expanding. And, you know, the thought just occurred to me that tomorrow night, Saturday night, dinner at the Zandir house, their mom, Nicole, makes a nice dinner. Everybody's sitting around the table. The two of them are fighting about who's the better player, who has better stats. That I would not doubt. Slinging mashed potatoes at each other. So at 2.40 to go of the first, it's 29-0 Exeter. They do a nice job bottling up Lebanon. The end of the first quarter hits. And as we open the second, a 19-yard touchdown pass. Guess what? His third of the game, Zach Zandier. Of course, Carter Redding has to add the two-point conversion. Again, one of those can't give all of that attention away. And 37-0 
to start the second. Our two-point specialist, who had four last year, has four already this year. He's already created eight points for this team on on, on uh, extra point conversions. I mean, it's he's so impressive. How, Darren, are teams not keying on the fact that he might do this? So what would be even better than the trifecta for Zach Zandier? Ah, let's add a fourth touchdown, shall we? So, of course, right. they hold Lebanon. Before the second quarter is even out, it's a 35-yard, just literally a post route straight up the field. Yep. Riley Martinez hits him in stride. 44-0 with the PAT. And, of course, Exeter not often running, but that engine is churning. Yeah, and they, they look unstoppable, and rightly so. I mean, you know, again, we keep, we've said it a couple of times, and we are trying not to be unkind, but this Lebanon Cedars team is just not very good, and they've got a long way to go to getting themselves to respectability. Is that an unkind way to say it, Darren? Well, we talked about it, too. The fact that they know they're going to be outgunned in most situations. We do see the tempers flare up, which, look, you're a competitive bunch, which is really what you want to see. So even though they are going to throw some flags as far as personal fouls because of jawing and what have you, it's I think it's more maybe an intense desire to be competitive. You don't want to be shown up. And at that point, again, like you said, give them credit for putting those helmets on. They, they know they come to Exeter. They, they know the kind of game that they're in for. But they're out here. They're learning things from it. Uh, they're going to take what they, they, they get. Coach is going to move them forward. And, and hopefully it pays off in, in their next game. Darren, they know they're coming to Exeter, and they're facing the two years ago District 3 champion and the section champion from last year got to the district championship game again. And you know that they've seen the scores. You know that they looked at the videos, and they they know that this team does not look like it really dropped a step despite the seniors that they lost. So, uh, yeah, credit to them, man, for, for getting in here and making it happen. So Pharrell Caceres, of course, they get the ball back. Lebanon put together a little little bit of a drive there at the end, but before that, Pharrell Caceres takes a handoff. He goes 58 yards. Again, that big play that we talk yep. about. And, and when, when we watch Zamar Paschal, we talked about this before, and we watch Pharrell Caceres, and we watch Jaden Zandier. Each of them have a power because then when, when they're stiff-arming, you know, you watch Zamar Paschal's stiff arm, yep. and it's the old, he's just knocking people over with the stiff arm. Uh, Pharrell will certainly do that. Pharrell will use more of that slash and dash. Jaden will simply use the speed yep. to get around. But you've got three totally different dynamic running backs that even when you're Lebanon or Governor Mifflin or anybody else uh, in three, you, you have no idea how to defense because each of them brings something different to the table. How are we going to play this, right? Like every defense, I mean, everybody's making so much about Mannheim Central. 
I think that Mannheim Central is going to have a real problem with this Exeter offense. Very, very true. In fact, Zach Zandier came into today's game. Now, they had played four games already. Zach Zandier comes into this game. He doesn't have any touchdowns, at least through the air. Well, he didn't really have any on the ground. Guess right. what? He's got four now total. <laughs> so that, that's a nice way to, uh, you know, to bump up uh, your, your total there. And he might not be done for the night. I think he's done for the night. You think he's done for the I night? I do. I do. Okay. All right. We've got some scores here for you. Well, let's take a look. We're inside of three minutes until we get this second half going. So Governor Mifflin and Muhlenberg taking a look here. It's Governor Mifflin 35, Muhlenberg nothing at halftime. Running clock there. Wilson and Cedar Crest. We'll see if we can. It's going to be 21-6 at halftime. Twin Valley 42, Elizabethtown nothing there at halftime. Dave has got those scores for you, buddy. I know. <laughs> You're looking between your screen and her favorite. She's got them right there. I'm just to see if there. there's an update. That's okay. All. All team right. effort. Team effort. See, that's right. All right. You know what? I'm not even looking. I'm going with totally with Thank super you. intern Thank Ava. You. Women are always right, Darren. All right. I'll, I'll have to somehow keep that in okay. mind. As, Calm down as, over there. As, I'm as I get older, I'll have to try to remember that, you know? I'm all right. Kidding. So at halftime, Hamburg 34, Kutztown 13. Schuylkill Valley 35, Pequoy Valley nothing. It's Conrad Weiser 14, Octorera nothing. Berks Catholic 19, Donegal 8. Redding over Penn Manor 21-14 at the half. And Ephrata over Boone 35 nothing at the half. One final one, Garden Spot 20, Fleetwood nothing. Uh, Darren, how about if we turn to Super Intern Ava and we say you were paying attention to the halftime ceremonies, who is our homecoming king and queen? Our homecoming king is Michael Borja, and our homecoming queen is Fallon Oswald. Nice. Two very good buddies of mine. Congratulations. Nice. Yeah, she was getting excited over there. Yes, yes, I know she was. I was, I was trying to keep my focus. I voted not for not always easy with super excited intern Ava over here cheering on, but that's okay. It, we understand it's it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing for you, so it's all good. We we appreciate the enthusiasm, and we want you to continue that enthusiasm. So, Ava, tell us, what's the weather like tonight? Are we looking at, like, 85 degrees and balmy? Sadly, no, not 84. <laughs> um, it is freezing cold. I don't know what the exact temperature is, but 59. I am very cold. 59. You can definitely tell it's fall. Um, yeah, I have my hoodie on, though feeling good Ava as part of your internship we have to ask you to do some math so give us 59 in Celsius that's a joke it's a joke it was a joke yeah I'm not gonna not off the top of my head I I almost saw that as a Carter Redding two-point conversion (laughs) Jerry feeling a little left out had to kind of grab some of that back and he goes to a Celsius question I don't know is that is that where we were going with that the formula is Never mind. <laughs> I know at the end you had 32 or something. Right, right. Taking a look, you said 59. <laughs> Not a math major. 61 degrees. 59 and cloudy. All right, well, there you go. It's you know what? Like, let's settle. We'll take 60. 60. <laughs> That's right. We're both right. We'll take 60. 
We've got 12 minutes up on the clock. Exeter will kick it off to start this second half. Unparalleled banter. You will not hear it anywhere better than the Exeter Sports we, well, Network. Well, we needed unparalleled banter in that situation. <laughs> so Jake Franick is going to put it in the air. Exeter moving right to left. It's on its way. It's a shorter kick. It'll come down at the 32. He's got the 40, the 45, cuts up the field. They'll give him the 48-yard line of the Cedars, and that's where Lebanon will take over first and 10. Nice little run there. Nice little run back, let's call it by Lebanon. Let's see if they can get anything going here, Darren. Hearing the tackle there on special teams by sophomore Troy Good. Number 55. Little nod to Jay Schmidt there to call that one out for us. Jay is the man. He is. So Lebanon over the ball. Trace is going to be in the gun. Medlock sidecar left. Two receivers left and right. Medlock will have it. He'll run up the middle. Actually, it's not Medlock. They put a new running back in there now. It's going to be Cameron Bookmoyer, a 6'1", 200-pound sophomore. And who did he run into? He, he ran into an Exeter Eagle and went nowhere after two yards. It was like he ran into a wall. He <laughs> down like somebody, but like he ran into a wall. That's right, second and eight. Lebanon, three receivers right, one left. Sidecar right. Here's Trace throwing it to the left-hand side. Tried to get it to Braylon Beaver in the flat, but he can't hold on to it, so it's incomplete. It'll be third and long. Third and nine, and, and it uh, appears that they're going for it. Good for them. Well, usually you do on third down. Oh, I, 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 I was thinking I know we were going you thought to fourth. It was fourth. I was thinking we were going to fourth. I'm like, Jerry's been watching Premier League so long. Now he thinks third down in football, uh, American football, uh, you punt. I've been watching Canadian football too oh, much. Okay, maybe that's what it is. All right. So maybe Trace, there are only three downs in Canadian football. Trace is in the gun. Okay. Sidecar right. He drops straight back. He's looking. Throw it over the middle. Air mails it over the head of Derek Infante. It's incomplete. It'll be fourth down. And we'll see if they try to go for it or if they punt. I would. 9.30 to go. A running clock here in the third. They have nothing to lose. But they are going to punt. They're bringing on Josiah Wright. He's a big boy, 6'2", 235. <laughs> Was just going to say that. He's a big kid, man. Usually kickers are a little smaller. This, this kid could be like, uh, he could be a linebacker. Well, I remember Reggie Roby a few years back, the punter for the Dolphins. He probably went about the same size, could punt the stuffing out of the thing. Here's the kick. He's got his foot into it. Nice punt. Taken at the 20-yard line, coming to the near side. Brought down at about the 33-yard line is Jaden Ware. And that's where Exeter will take over first and 10. A nice 13-yard return for Jaden. Jaden Ware got up. He kind of looked like he was in ill humor, but uh, I guess maybe shrugged it off. 
and he is headed out with the offense. So we've got some new players. Zumar Boston. Oh, I've been wanting to see him. 170-pound sophomore now in the backfield. New QB, Jacob Hafer, six foot, 175. Boston, before they actually get the playoff, a flag flies. I'm going to say that's going to be an accident. It'll probably be a procedure. Yep. Brandon Weller comes off the field. Uh, actually, not sure what happened there, but they didn't mark anything off. It's still first and 10 on the 34, so. What in the world? Forget that. So here's the snap. Fake the handoff. It's a quarterback keeper <laughs> by Hafer around right end. Still on his feet. He's going to be able to get out to the 45-yard line. He's wrestled to the ground by Raquel May Estevez. Really nice run by Hafer. Great job scooting around to the right. And he got just enough for that first down, maybe an extra half yard. 11 yards on the scamper by Hafer. Brings up another first and 10 for Exeter. They're on their own 45. Hafer on the year, coming into this game, had one rush and no pass attempts. He's in the gun. He's got Boston to his left. There's the handoff. He's running around right end. He'll take the 50. We'll see where they mark him out at on the far side. I'm going to say it's going to be around the 47. Well, the 47 is a good guess, but they put it at the 50. So give Zumar Boston the five-yard run. It'll be second and five with the ball at midfield. Hafer in the gun. Boston to his right. Single receivers right and left. Here's the snap. Give it to Boston. He's running left. He's got the 50. Still churning his feet. He'll get the 45. That's where they're going to mark him. I'll bet it's going to be enough for a first down, and the drive continues. Nice job by the O-line to push, push, push to get him the yardage. That gives us a first down. Under six and a half to go here in the third. Hayford will be in the gun. Boston again, sidecar right. Single receivers right and left. There's the snap. Boston has it. He cuts inside. They'll give him about four down to the 41-yard line. It'll bring up second and six. Zumar Boston getting a lot of work here. Excited to see this for him. Fourteen yards from Zumar Boston on the last three carries. Jaden Ware in the game now, a receiver on the left-hand side. I think that's Aiden Rhodes on the far side. Here's Hafer with the snap. It'll be a quarterback keeper off the right side. He'll hit the 40, still on his feet. Just about till he was getting to the 37-yard line, he's driven back. 
Yeah, a bunch of Cedars saw that one happening and uh, came in and grabbed him, drove him back a bit. And now we see a flag. A flag flies late. It's a dead ball foul. The ball marked at the 41-yard line, so essentially no gain on the play. But we'll see what the flag is. It's going to be against Lebanon. He's looking down when they made the call. I'd probably, unfortunately, at this stage of the game, if a flag is thrown, it's a personal foul, and it appears to be exactly that. Yeah, that's too bad. So they walk it off, take it inside the 25 to the 24-yard line, where it'll be first and 10. Indeed it will. I expect to see a healthy dose of Zumar Boston. He's having a problem taking some tape off of his wrist. Comes up sidecar next to Hafer to his left. There's the snap. Hafer rolling left. He's looking, looking. He's a lefty. Throws it. Nice play. Knocking the ball away. That's Infante. Trying to hit Jaden Ware inside the 10 on the near sideline. But Infante does a nice job cutting in front, knocking it away. It'll make it second and 10. Ball remains at the 24-yard line. It's really different seeing a left-handed quarterback out there. Anytime I see the lefty quarterback, I make a Jim Zorn reference. Now, you'll, you'll have to look it up, but that's okay. Here's Hafer in the gun. Boston to his right. It's a quarterback keeper off the right. He'll get down to about the 20-yard line. We'll see where they end up marking it. The near guy is like at the 21, and everybody else is at the 23. So we're going to put it at the 22-yard line. So give it a two-yard run. Call it third and eight. Give it a two-yard run. Yeah, why not? Three and a half to go, a running clock. A friendly two. <laughs> a friendly two. I don't know if I've ever called it a friendly two before. Just looking for an adjective, there. All right, fair enough. Here's Hafer in the gun. It's a sweep coming right to left. It's Jaden Ware. No, it's not. Let's see who it Zumar, is. I think, isn't it? Nope, it's going to be number 30, which is Idris Weaver. Hmm. A sophomore on a jet sweep right to left. All right. Love it. They'll pick up probably about, oh, let's see, maybe four yards because it's going to be fourth and about four, so actually about four yards on that play. So fourth and four with the ball marked around the 17, 18-yard line. Hafer in the gun. He's got Boston to his right. Single receiver left and right. Give it to Boston. He's looking left, he trying to find up. something. He is hit and driven back. Nice job there. Taking a look. It's actually Medlock who comes up, makes the initial hit for Lebanon. Good job by the Cedars defense to nice. uh, hold him. Absolutely. Nice play off the right end, driving him back nowhere close to the first. So the Cedars take over on downs. 
with the ball on their own 19-yard line. Good for them. That's something for them to build on. Now let's see if they can put something together and uh, make it happen. And that's what you do. You build off your small victories, and certainly that would be one of them. Sebastian Polanco came on the field for Lebanon, then came off, apparently one too many. So Trace in the gun. He's got Medlock sidecar right, three receivers left, one right. Drops straight back. He's looking, he's looking, fires it left. Hits his receiver right in the hands, Josian right, but before he can make a move upfield, takes his eyes off the ball, it's incomplete. It'll bring up second down. Uh, another one of those trying to complete a play before making the catch. That is the old, you can't make the play without the football. Good old Vince Lombardi. This is a football. Take the football with you. That's right. Winding down, one minute to go. Second and 10 for the Cedars. Ball on the 19-yard line. Trace in the gun. He's got the snap. Drops straight back. He's looking. He's flushed out of the pocket. Throws it left, but it's short for his receiver right. It's incomplete. It'll bring up third down. Nice pressure off the left-hand side. Taking a look to see who it actually was. Number 50, Andre Osborne, a 5'10", 196-pound sophomore, came off the left side, able to get some pressure. As was number 73, Avin Acuna, a 5'11", 240-pound junior. Lebanon comes out over the ball, third and 10. Trace in the gun. Medlock to his left, two receivers right and left. There's the snap, drops straight back. He's looking. There's a hole. He decides to take it. Runs Oof. up past the 25-yard line. There he's met. Taking a look, it's going to be Brandon Weller and Richie Orfield who meet him at the 25-yard line. That was Orfield. Hit him hard, man. So it'll bring us out to just beyond the 25. That'll do it for the last play of the third. And we move to the fourth. It's Exeter 51, Lebanon nothing. We'll be back with fourth quarter action. It's the Exeter Sports Network. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. And if you want to hear more about team and Exeter Sports, tune into the Exeter Sports Network. Fourth and seven, I'm sorry, fourth and about four. If I go the right direction for the Cedars, Trace is going to be in the gun. Drops straight back, throws it in the flat to the near side. 
taking a look to see who the intended receiver was. It was Cameron Bookmoyer. And I'm going to say it was Justin Prizer who was there on the play. Cameron couldn't hold on to it. So it's a turnover on downs. Exeter will take over first and 10. The ball just outside the 25-yard line. Hafer comes out in the gun. Single receivers right and left. There's motion left to right. Here's a sweep. It's going to be uh, taking a look to see probably Jaden Ware. And it is. Goes around the right end. He'll get the 20-yard line. We'll see where they spot it. In fact, they'll give him inside the 15. Nope, call it the 16. A first down. And the drive continues. Aiden Rhodes is the receiver on the near side. Here's a fake handoff. Hafer trying to run around to the left side. Cuts inside. Does a nice job getting by the initial line of defense. Able to pick up about five. Yes, he did. This is that invaluable experience for the underclassmen. It gets them on the field. It gets those, those nerves out of the way. Yes, it also, you, you know, I mean, I, I'm told that practice means everything, but there's nothing that beats this time. That's right. Friday night lights, you can't beat it. So Hayford's in the gun, sidecar right. Here's the handoff going left. Actually kept it for a quarterback keeper. Doesn't look like there was any gain on the play. Oh, I'm being told Patrick Payne is the QB now. For Exeter, 6'3", 145, sophomore. Yeah, Darren, what's the matter with you? A six and a five from here <laughs> looks the same. Now I can see the five, but see, Ava has perfect eyesight. So I would expect Ava to be able to, you know, set the old guy straight. Apparently so does Mike. Apparently so. Mike doesn't count. <laughs> Here's a handoff to the right. He'll get inside the 10. Then it just becomes a who can push further. Take him to about the seven-yard line. It's going to be fourth and a long two. Call it a short three. Mike Boyer actually has like 2010 vision, so I would not be surprised to be for him to basically be able to see the jersey number of the people over there on Waverly standing on top of the building. Oh. <laughs> I think he did. I think he just picked off the number. Exeter snapping the ball. Payne goes up the middle. Not a whole lot there. I don't think he's going to get it. He might get a yard. He's going to be a yard short. It'll be a turnover on downs. 
So a running clock under eight minutes to go. Lebanon takes over. Seeing who's going out on the field, Chase Zandier, a 6'5", 303-pound sophomore, now among the mix. Mm. Going to say number 81, Landon Garretson, 5'10", 5'11", 170-pound sophomore. Number nope. 24, Caleb Young, a 6'2", 164-pound junior, playing defensive back. Here's a run to the right side. They'll bring it out to about the 14-yard line. Maybe a gain of about six. Call it second and four. Alex Panero on the tackle for Exeter. Alex's parents were directly in front of us. I saw his mom wearing his jersey. Lebanon comes out over the ball. Trace in the gun. He's got the snap, fakes the handoff, bring it to the near side. It's oh. picked off. It goes through the hands of the receiver. Infante and right into the hands of defensive back. Junior Caleb Young. And a flag comes out, probably for excessive celebration. Excessive celebration. I'm sure it is. Probably a sideline violation. Wow, man. Well, I mean, the, the, the pass came out, looked good. He just couldn't handle it. it he's got to be throwing fire. Well, they these, actually these receivers can't hold on to his balls. They actually put a wide receiver at at quarterback. It was Braylon Bieber who was back there. Okay. And he ultimately was firing it out here in the flat. It goes through the hands of the receiver and of course there's the tip drill. Caleb Young just waiting for it and of course he has it. So after the penalty, Exeter takes over first and 10, the ball on the Cedars 30. Looking to see if Patrick Payne is the QB. Jay Schmidt is serenading us up here in the booth. With cool and the gang hits. And Lebanon will call timeout. So 6-10 to go here in the fourth. I think we're, oh, I hear just as I think we're going to keep it. You hear the music. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. It's football season, and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket, so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. First and 10 Exeter, ball on the 30-yard line. Payne's going to be in the gun. He's going to hand it off to, I'm going to say, Zumar Boston. 
He may pick up a yard at most. It'll be second and nine. Inside of six minutes to go. A flag on the field. This could be a face mask against Lebanon. He's pointing to Lebanon. And indeed yes. it is. Yeah, the way that Zumar went down, it's the when the head snaps down like that, you're pretty much certain that somebody's grabbing a face mask, and indeed yeah. that's what's happening. So the QB now is back to Jacob Hafer. So Hafer will be in the gun. Zumar Boston to his left. Single receivers right and left. It's going to be a quarterback keeper trying to go up the middle. He'll pick up a few yards. Look where they spot the ball. Somewhere around the 12-yard line. It'll bring up second and seven. And Hafer's out again. That's right. right. It's this one's pain. Number 16 is pain. Okay. 15 Hafer. Letting the clock run. Here's the snap. It's the fake handoff. Rolling right. A flag comes in. Such a surprise. All right. Uh-oh. Let, let's bring Mike Boyer into the mix. He's standing behind me here, not expecting to put a headset on. We're, we're looking inside of five minutes, Mike. We're not, you know, we're not asking for a whole lot from you tonight here, all right? Mike's like, I thought I was going to be, you know, I, I thought I was going to get the night off. But, you know... Here at the Exeter Sports Network, if you're nearby, we will grab you. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well. Good evening, gentlemen. Mike, Mike, tell us what you're up to these days. I'm watching extra high school football win. What else is there? That's right. <laughs> so Exeter second and seven. Ball on the 21-yard line. Here's a run up the middle going off right end. Catch up to him. It's a, a gang tackle. A lot of filler here, huh? A lot of filler. <laughs> That's called stretch. Speak very slowly. I mean, All really, right. I mean, we've said everything we can. So Ortiz on the carry for Exeter. They're getting a lot of different players in there today, as you would imagine. Lakin Ortiz, a 5'6 sophomore, inside of four minutes to go. Third down, call it a short three. Colorful shoes, though. They are colorful. A lot of colorful the shoes. The salmon. Out there, that, that's, that's the salmon shoe. Jet Here's sweep. a jet sweep oh, left to right. It's Jaden Ware. He's going to stutter step somewhere around. Somewhere around the 15-yard line. We'll see if they give him the first. Well, he's nine yards short, so it might be a little tough. <laughs> well, I'm not exactly sure because it wasn't. It was third down. <laughs> so the fact that they moved it to fourth down and they've stretched the chains. Oh, that's right. There was a penalty. I forgot. 
in the aforementioned Celsius, that would have been a first down. That's Terry. right. Yeah, the, the personal foul took him to Lackawanna County. Here is Payne going off the left side. He's looking for the end zone. He's got it. But and there's a late flag that comes in. It's going to be a hold against Exeter. It's actually Jake Hafer. They switched quarterbacks back now. So that is actually 16 Jake Hafer. 15's Hafer. Wait a minute. 16's Hafer, 15's Payne. Let's see here. 15 Payne, 16 Hafer. See? There you go. This is becoming a pain. And this is Colin Payne's younger brother, who's actually not in right now. We're getting credit for but if you remember quarterback. He almost ran a touchdown. You know what? They were both almost. in. They were both in at some point in the evening. So I'm, I'm vindicated. Right. You're right. You are right. Yeah. And th these numbers are tough to see from up here. We've talked about that before. It's one of those where, depending on the angle, like right now running onto the field, you can see it clear as day. I blame the athletic director for that. <laughs> I don't know if I blame the gaffer for that. That's a little tough to blame Tom yeah. for that one. I, I blame the athletic director for, for, for the, the color on the, on the <laughs> uniforms, not being able to be red. Well, apparently not, not the first time that's uh -oh. happened, I'm sure. Here's Jaden Ware running off to the right side. Not a whole lot of room to run. It was fourth down. It'll be a turnover on down, so Lebanon will take over. Boy, he shot an ugly look at me. Well, he should have. That was a nice <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> Tom knows we love him. As long as you keep saying it, we all do. Yes. Does he really know? Do we he really does. Okay. He Just does. to make sure we're on the same page. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking up some scores for you here while we wind down the last two minutes of our game. How about that Twin Valley team? All right. If a How few about that Twin Valley team? A few finals tonight. Wilson 21, Cedar Crest 13. It was Mannheim Township 48, Hempfield 7 there in the fourth. Redding and Penn Manor all tied up at 21 in the fourth. Of course, our game in the fourth quarter, it's Governor Mifflin 42, Muhlenberg 7. In the third, Mannheim Central 35, Warwick nothing. A final effort over Daniel Boone 48-7. It was Twin Valley 49, Elizabethtown 8 in the third quarter. Garden Spot 34, Fleetwood 14. Berks Catholic 19, Donegal 8. That was at the end of the third quarter. A final, Cacalico beat Lampeter Strasburg 24-10. Conrad Weiser 21, Octorera 6. They're in the fourth. Hamburg 34, Kutztown 27. That was after three full. Schuylkill Valley 49, Peckway Valley 6. That is a final. And one game tomorrow will be Elko at Wyomissing. Darren, as you come back here, it's going to be third and short. Uh, long pass down the field was incomplete for Lebanon. And the quarterback just rolled out to his right and found a receiver in the flat. So third down and two, maybe three. This might be the last play of the game right here. All right. So Lebanon huddling up. 30 seconds to go on the clock. It doesn't seem like they're in any particular hurry. They get over the ball. Here's the snap. He drops straight back. Trace is looking. He's looking. 
Still looking, decides to tuck it in. He gets hit. Not going anywhere, but they are jawing at each other. It won't matter. Yeah. They're going to let that one go. That's going to end the game right yeah, there. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to throw the flag as a, just as a reason because they should. Be holding on Lebanon, though, as the kid was sitting on top of the extra kid. Number 78, big kid. And we have hit triple zeros here in Rifton, a 51 nothing Exeter victory. We will go to break, come back with post-game comments. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. season and the new birdies Inn is your place for all the big games featuring more than 30 tvs and nfl sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game college or pro entertainment every day of the week good food good service good prices and great people that's the new birdies Inn, located at five points in exeter 160 old friedensburg road where they remind you to have fun and be kind Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosSports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosSports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosSports.com. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Well, Mike, Jerry, tonight turned into the Zandir Show. Zach, four total touchdowns. Jaden won, and she's waving. Yep, she's almost ready. She's almost, uh, so our intern Ava Strauss has athletic director Tom Legath walking over to her with coach Matt Bauer. And as soon as Jerry's ready, he will give her the signal. And here we go. I'm here with Exeter's head coach, Coach Bauer. So we can keep this between you and I, but was the two-point conversion between Carter and Casey planned? Was it scripted? I don't know that. You know what? Car <laughs> Carter sometimes calls his own number, but he does a great job for us. So I'm not going to question his, de his decision. You know what I mean? It was a great night for all the kids. All right, all right. So you were able to put in majority of your team in tonight because of the successful first half. What do you value most about having such a versatile team in lineups? Again, it's nice that it's nice to have so many weapons, and we can spread the ball around and you know be versatile. 
you know, the most important thing is we didn't play down to our competition. We did what we needed to do. We eliminated a lot of mistakes tonight, and uh, we came out of this game relatively healthy, and that's the most important thing. You know, you got to stay healthy week to week, and we have a huge test with Warwick next week. Thank you, Coach. All right, Ava Strauss, our intern with Coach Matt Bauer down on the sideline. I think she's looking for her next interview, so we'll keep an eye on that. But, Mike, tonight, the, the type of game where, yes, you know you're supposed to win it, and I think Coach Bauer said it best. You know the games you're supposed to win, the games that you're supposed to cut down on your mistakes. Really, that was tonight's game. Yeah, absolutely, but, but they did the job. And I think that's the biggest key here. You know, you come into a game like this and say, hey, we're supposed to win. We should win big. Let's do the things we need to do to be successful. But they were. And so that's the one thing that you, you leave the game with saying, hey, we accomplished the things we want to accomplish today. There's certain things we still need to clean up going into a big week uh, in, in the LL with Warwick next week. But again, you know, you took care of a team that you should have. You did it the right way. You put a lot of points on the board. So hats off to them for getting it. the job done they were supposed to do tonight. We talked earlier in the game about Riley Martinez where in that opening game, even Coach Bauer didn't know what he was going to get. He put Nate Pashley in there for the opening series. A lot of people questioned him, and he said, look, I just didn't want to make the opportunity, the moment, too big for Riley. He certainly has worked his way into that big moment, and a night like tonight, yes, of course, you, you look at the competition, but still he's been putting the ball right where he needs to on the money four TDs tonight, he's really stepping up. Well, I think it's unfair to go back to his first start and say, hey, here's a sophomore starting for the first time. It's a big opportunity for him. Um, I've, you've seen the progression week in and week out now getting better, as you said, making much better throws now, being more comfortable in the pocket, directing the offense you know, to a level where he is just going to get better and better and better each week. Uh, and again, he's going to have to because – you know, as they go further and further on in the season, and of course comes that last game of the year and then into the postseason, Riley Martinez is going to have to step up and be the guy, and he, he is showing that he has that ability to do that in a week-by-week -week progression of, of what his job is. We talked about at the running back position, of course we knew we were going to have Pharrell Caceres. We knew we were going to have Zamar Paschal. Add Jaden Zandier, he was pretty much the unknown coming in, and Talk about just with what you've seen, just an unbelievable talent back there adding a different dimension uh, in that backfield. Well, I think he's just a, a game breaker. I mean, straight up game breaker. And, I, you know, we had Jaden years ago in Little League, and, and you could see that he could hit a ball in the outfield, and he'd be on second base before the ball got in. So the speed has always <laughs> been there, but the physicality is coming along too, and I think it certainly helps that you have an opportunity with, with a household like that of being physical with your brothers and stuff like that translates to the field here. But, but he has taken his level to um, a, a, a very good running back where he's making good decisions with the ball. He's finding the open area, running to the green grass, but he's running well and, and, and fast and physical. And we even take a look at the receivers coming into this game. Zach Zandier, believe it or not, didn't have a touchdown on the season. Certainly, <laughs> certainly four TDs today. Uh, that changes a little bit. But just even as far as when you look at the options that Riley Martinez has, you know, we go back to Jaden Ware, the, the speed and the, the, the problems that he presents getting behind defenses. Again, another sophomore is just going to get better and better and better. 
That's right, and Zach Zandier and Nate Pashley, and you just have weapon after weapon. We didn't know what we were going to get. Last year was just such a juggernaut. Coming into this, he was like, well, you can't really expect the same thing. No, you can't, but it's happening at a different pace, a different level, and it's still a very, very high level. Absolutely, and I think you make a great point there in saying, it, Kate, it's not the same as last year or the year before. It doesn't have to be. This is its own entity here of what they're doing and who they are, and they're making it work to a point where now you see a lot of these younger guys contributing, a lot of the older guys. You know, you talk about Zaxon Deere getting his touchdowns today. I mean, you know, you've got to get him the ball. And again, as the, as the younger guys progress in the offense, then those weapons become much more viable because you're able to get him the ball. And so I think you saw that tonight, even they're throwing a few little flat passes there at the end, just to game the ball. It, it's, it's also going to increase Riley Martinez's confidence as well. Mm -hmm. And so the team's going to say, hey, we're getting the ball to all of our weapons. You heard coaches talk about that when he and Ava spoke. We have lots of weapons, and we're getting the ball to all the weapons. Well, that builds confidence not just in your quarterback but in your team. And so you see this team starting to become more confident and growing because of what they're doing on the field. And I think it's a great thing to see. And even taking a look at the defensive side of the ball, it was just unbelievable last year. You had Lucas Polange, you had Anthony Cachese, uh, you had Kyle Lash. I mean, there was just an unbelievable amount of talent. Not the same level, and we, we talk about the same thing on the offensive side. Not the same thing, but I'll tell you what. I would put that front seven, those 11, up against anybody in the Lancaster Lebanon League right now because from a standpoint of rushing yards, that front seven uh, is giving up fewer and fewer rushing yards every year or every week. And certainly as we've seen them progress, it'll be fun to see how much better they get. Well, we've been spoiled the last few years watching the, the talent they've had in this program the last couple of years. I think right now, you know, what, what Exeter's producing is, is high-caliber kids at all levels um, coming out of their program. And so the young men playing today have had a chance to, to be on that sideline for the last two years and see a dozen to 15 college football players who are playing now who are either sophomores or freshmen in college right now. And they're doing a great job themselves in adding on to that tradition of what Coach Bauer and his staff has built here. But as you said, you know, they're getting better and better as well as a unit. They're going to need to get better and better as a unit. I mean, we sat here last year in that district championship game and kind of were just dumbfounded that they didn't get to that point. And so I think that's something that they have to keep pushing themselves for to saying, hey, we've got to stop the run. We've got to pressure the quarterback here. And again, in a game like tonight, obviously, yes, but you know, you go back to last week, a huge win for him last week, and now going into Warwick, who, who I think got slacked tonight. I don't remember. They did, Mannheim so, Central. But yeah. Mannheim Central is something different right now. Sure. And Exeter's got to start building to that level. Absolutely, they do. Well, Jerry, 51 nothing here in Riften. I think we've basically covered everything as far as what we can. Again, we always want to thank our sponsors. We Final always want to thank our, our sponsors. Everybody does a great job. You know, I mean, uh, Musso's recently coming on and helping us out with food here in the press box. And what sounds good for next week or, or for the next home game? Raviolis. What do you think, raviolis? Uh, that'll work. Hey, I, I'm, Milky. Yeah. You beggars, want yucky? Beggars can't be choosers, right. so I'm willing right. to uh, go along with whatever uh, ends up, uh, whatever shows up. Sal, uh, if you're listening, it's <laughs> yuckies and meatballs. There you go. We've placed the order, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, all the sponsors are, are 
doing a great job. I, I, I'm, I'm, we're thrilled to have them. We're thrilled to be in this great facility and to have our friend Tom Legath, whose stones we bust almost constantly, and everybody here who helps us, from the ground crew to the ticket takers, to everybody, up to the superintendent who you know, supports us in what we do here, and, and, and everybody is all about these kids, and these kids are showing themselves worthy of the praise and attention. They absolutely are. We're we're really we're lucky to be able to watch the, the talent that we have in front of us. No so question. I think having say, saying that, we'll go ahead and close it. So for Jerry, for Ava, Ava, any last words you want to say? Thank you for listening, guys, to the homecoming game. It's just happy to end it on a win. We had that's right. Go ahead. Just let me very quickly tell everybody: give Ava's podcast a listen. Go to our podcast feed, Jerry Gellif Media, and listen to her podcast. She put the first one up. The second one will be up Monday. To be, t- to be soon. Soon posted. Okay. Monday. Monday or Tuesday. It'll be up Monday or Tuesday. And then just keep an eye on her Twitter feed because she did a great job in her first one. I heard the first draft of the second one. It also is stellar. She's doing a great job. It really is fantastic. If you haven't listened to it, she does a wonderful job. Take a few moments to listen, all right? We promise you will not be steered wrong. So, friends, join us next Friday night, September the 29th, as your 5-0 Exeter Eagles go on the road to take on the Warwick Warriors. We'll have all the action right here on the Exeter Sports Network, beginning with the pregame at 645. That'll do it from Riften. Tonight's final, Exeter 51, 11 and nothing for Jerry Gelliff, Ava Strauss. I'm Darren Ziner. Thank you for joining us on the Exeter Sports Network. Have a great evening. God bless. Thank you for joining us for Exeter Football on the Exeter Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by the new Birdies Inn. Located at five points in Exeter, MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, and Margarita's Pizzeria in Laureldale. Join us next week when the Eagles take on the Warwick Warriors. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gelliff Media. Good night. Good night.